This show is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. You are your greatest asset. It's time you started investing in that. Visit betterhelp.com super and take care of you. Hey, brother. Holy butts, you guys. We finally have a trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home. And like everything else Marvel has been throwing at us lately, it is just continuing to expand the multiverse. And as far as I can tell, it's going to be straight up bonkers. In the trailer, we get a really cool glimpse of what Doctor Strange's role is going to be as we continue to barrel towards his movie, The Multiverse of Madness. We're seeing characters from the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man series, which means like in WandaVision and Pietro, we're now pulling characters from out of MCU franchises, or maybe I should say almost like in WandaVision, but could have been. We also get the insanely nostalgic Willem Dafoe Green Goblin laugh. And the literal Dr. Octopus from Spider-Man 2. Hello, Peter. So as far as I can tell, Marvel and Sony are straight up going for it. And I have to tell you, I am 100% here for it. Because seriously, this is like the best kind of fan service. It's like intentional, meaningful, meta, and it works. So in case you couldn't tell on the whole, I'm really excited we're getting this movie before the end of the year. But also this movie seems to be blasting gigantic holes into the MCU as we currently know it. So as far as theories are concerned, it feels like anything goes. Where do we even start? Because at this point in the MCU, we literally have scrolls, variants, soon to be in Eternals, deviants, recently in Black Widow, like face change technology, and as ever, Mephisto. Maybe he could be anyone, who knows? But today we're gonna dive on into the trailer. Here we go. Guys, before we dive on in, we need to give a huge thank you to today's sponsor, Mint Mobile. Okay, so I have to be completely 100 with you guys, but when I first heard of Mint Mobile and the fact that it was $15 a month, I was totally having flashbacks to like the phones that were available next to the cash register at like a convenience store that came preloaded with 250 text messages. But Mint Mobile is not that. They offer premium wireless services for, again, $15 a month. And as I started putting my plan to use, I kept waiting for the catch, like bad service or dropped calls or hidden fees of some kind. But it never showed up. There is no catch, but there is in fact a secret sauce that allows them to do this. You see, Mint took an entirely different approach to the wireless service business. They cut out the brick and mortar retail stores entirely. And less overhead for them means the costs to provide the service are less and Mint is literally passing those savings right on to you. And let me tell you, there are savings. Before I was paying $60 a line. This is $15 a month. It's literally a quarter the cost. And you can use your own phone with any Mint plan. You can keep the same phone number and all of your contacts. And all plans come with unlimited talk and text, plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. To get your new wireless plan for just $15 a month and ship to your door absolutely free, head on over to mintmobile.com super. Again, that's going to be mintmobile.com super, and you can cut your wireless bill down to $15 a month. One last time, mintmobile.com super. Links in the description down below. Okay, so word is out that Peter Parker is in fact Spider-Man and the Daily Bugle is putting him on absolute blast for killing Mephisto, who the general public still believes to be a good guy. Did I say Mephisto? I meant Mysterio. Or did I? I did. 
but it seems like this is anything anybody can talk about. We've got J. Jonah Jameson's face all over Times Square, and it looks like Aunt May, Ned, and Peter are all being interrogated. Very much seems like Peter is gonna need himself a lawyer, and holy goodness, and hairy arms. Is that Matt Murdock? AKA Daredevil? I mean, whose arms? Who else could have these arms? Literally nobody. Okay, so I have to bring this up because I have literally seen every single person on the internet talking about it. But the idea here is that the arm that we're seeing in this situation is in fact Charlie Cox, AKA Matt Murdock, AKA Daredevil from the Netflix series, Daredevil. And I agree, it's extremely little to go on. But again, have you seen these arms? No, but to actually be fair, the rights for the character have in fact changed hands again from Netflix back to Marvel. So it is indeed possible. Plus with the multiverse essentially exploding, we're already seeing a whole bunch of other fan favorites making their way into this movie. So that said, if I had to guess, it looks like this scene is happening in the movie before the whole Doctor Strange spell But, but that's not even that big of an issue anyway, because when the Netflix series originally came out, it was intended to be canon part of the MCU. The Netflix series was then made not canon, but now it seems like maybe it just is canon again, at which point Matt Murdock is just a lawyer in New York City. Plus it would totally be so Matt Murdock to just show up like this. It is in New York City where he would be anyway. And it's a superhero case. How fitting. Not to mention Daredevil and Spider-Man are friends in the comics with one run actually featuring Matt Murdock recognizing that Peter Parker was in fact Spider-Man because they had the same heartbeat. And it has been confirmed that Netflix Kingpin is going to be the main villain in Hawkeye. So again, the arms. Kind of surprised that I didn't even explain any of the rest of it to you guys. But now we need to address the elephant in the room because you may have figured out at this point in time that this Spider-Man movie seems to be based off of the Spider-Man series called Spider-Man Brand New Day. In that story, Aunt May is killed when Peter reveals his secret identity and a bullet meant for him hits her instead. Also in that story, Peter goes to Doctor Strange and asks to make a deal with him to help bring her back, which Doctor Strange then refuses. But not to worry, Peter is eventually able to make this deal by trading away his marriage to Mary Jane with Mephisto. Please, 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 please stick with me. Filming for No Way Home started before WandaVision ever came out. And I cannot possibly imagine that Marvel ever could have predicted the like frenzy that is Mephisto memes. Or maybe they totally did and Marvel just deserves an Academy Award for whatever we would consider this category. I don't even know what it would be, but they it's, it's impressive. But that does mean that if this was already written and in production, then there's really no way to stop it now. That said though, this movie is already absolutely dripping with other classic Spider-Man villains. So it doesn't really feel like it also needs Mephisto, which means my personal conclusion is that it will be Mephisto when heck freezes over. It's so funny you should say that me because Sanctum Sanctorum is frozen over, which of course you just kind of accept because let's face it, it's kind of a weird place. And Doctor Strange doesn't really seem bothered by it. What function it could possibly be serving, I have absolutely no idea, but there is a guy in there shoveling, which doesn't really feel entirely necessary considering Doctor Strange could probably just make it go away. I mean, you know, like right here, he just makes fire. That does feel awfully devilish, doesn't it? But also this movie is coming out near Christmas time, which means that we all get to debate for the rest of forever whether or not Spider-Man No Way Home is a Christmas movie. It would seem like a really weird choice to go with this like completely festive angle for basically no other plot-based reason, but you never really know, do you? Or hey, maybe old Steven. That feels weird, but I'll allow it. Just wanted to bust out the old parka cape. Also, how great is this mug? I want it so badly. This is unrelated entirely, but as long as we have a fox based mug to springboard off of. I'm gonna I'm gonna use the opportunity. Foxes, photos of foxes, for some reason to me, all look like they're computer animated. What 
is up with foxes that they don't look real in photos. Is it just me? Is this a real fox or a drawn fox? Maybe that's it. Maybe it's a hint. Maybe it's saying like, you know, in the same way that you can't tell whether or not this is a real fox or a digitally animated fox. You don't know whether or not this is the real The Doctor Strange. That doesn't feel like it's probably it, but it could be. Marvel is totally in on this Fox thing. Getting back on track though, because we totally left that way behind. There is a poster in the background of this one shot where there's a giant crowd that says the devil in disguise. Now, obviously said devil is not in fact Peter, but it possibly could be Doctor Strange, who is the one who cast the gigantic spell with little to no persuasion at all. To me, this is the part that doesn't really seem to make any sense whatsoever. Like Peter just walks in, asks for this random insane spell, Wong shows up and tells him not to do it. He knows all of the reasons not to do it and then does it anyway. Side note, I totally hope that in Shang-Chi, there's a scene where like Wong comes through a portal and it looks like he's coming from someplace like super snowy, but where he's actually coming from is like this scene right here. Not really super plot related for Spider-Man. I just think it'd be a super fun Easter egg. Anyway, though, the point is, what does Peter realize that he's going to be losing in the process of Doctor Strange casting this spell? So MJ's gonna forget about everything we've ever been through? Oh, right, his relationship with MJ because his identity was revealed and his spell is being cast by a really unusually receptive Doctor Strange. I'm gonna be honest, I can really start to see why people are jumping to this conclusion. But there is also a different situation that is available that would allow for this person to look like Doctor Strange, not be Doctor Strange, and also not be Mephisto. Watch us, a theory channel, have predicted Mephisto like seven times and been wrong. And the one time we're certain it's not Mephisto, it will end up being Mephisto. That would be embarrassing. In the meantime though, it is also entirely possible that the Doctor Strange that we're seeing in Spider-Man is in fact a deviant. Deviants are going to be the long-term enemies of the Eternals. And during the latest trailer for that movie, we found out that the deviants are going to be returning to Earth after the second snap was performed. And with the Eternals trailer, we do get a glimpse of a good few different deviants. And most of them are these really terrifying dragon looking monster things, except for this one who goes by the name of Crow and is most likely the key villain against the Eternals. He is atypical even amongst the deviants and has the unique ability to wait for it, shapeshift. And at least according to his wiki, one of his favorite pastimes is to don a human-like appearance and then cause chaos and then don a devil-like appearance horns and all. So if you look at it that way, he's kind of like a devil in disguise. Hey, wasn't that on the poster from before? Yes, you wrote this video and you set that joke up. On the same vein though, The Eternals is coming out like one month before Spider-Man, meaning something that was released in that movie very well could have impact on Spider-Man. It is also worth noting that we do see Doctor Strange in a variety of different outfits in the trailer, including a dark version of his traditional garb and then the blue version of his traditional garb. So my guess would be that if one of these is not in fact the real Doctor Strange, the other one almost certainly is. Or maybe it's just Doctor Strange the entire time. Because the other thing that is absolutely going on in this movie is that it is again, dripping with other Spider-Man villains. There are already at least three that are absolutely confirmed. The first of which is of course Doc Ock, which we know is gonna be in there because we literally see him on screen. And if you somehow didn't realize the significance of this scene, it was in fact shocking because this isn't just Doc Ock, the reveal of this particular character. It is the same Doc Ock, the same actor from Spider-Man 2. And he's not the only villain coming over from the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies. Right here, we can of course see the iconic pumpkin bomb from Green Goblin, also from the same Spider-Man series, and the even more iconic laugh from Willem Dafoe. <laughs> Meaning Norman Osborn, specifically this Norman Osborn is coming to the MCU. And honestly, the fact that Norman Osborn or Oscorp at all hasn't been in the Spider-Man movies to this point is kind of shocking because in the comics, this is like one of the most central characters 
to Spider-Man. Like his son, Harry is normally one of Peter's best friends. So for me, the question of how they were going to introduce this character has been tugging at me for a very long time. And I have to tell you, I never could have predicted this. And that is not even where the craziness ends because do you know who else is confirmed to be in this movie? Jamie Foxx as Max Dillon, AKA Electro, AKA the same role that he played in Spider-Man 2. This time that Andrew Garfield won. Been a whole bunch of Spider-Mans. But more on that in a second. In fact, I dare say that this is probably him causing this lightning blast right here. But the more important point is that we have three different Spider-Verses all crossing over and I don't even think we're done yet. This one's kind of hard to tell because of the shadows, but I am almost certain that this right here is yet another villain. And based on his movement and everything else that we've just presented, I'm fairly certain that this is gonna be Lizard, probably also from the Andrew Garfield movies. If that's the case, then literally the only other Spider-Man movie that we are missing a villain from is going to be Spider-Man 3. Or are we? Let's go back to that lightning blast scene again. I swear this giant mound of earth is a little too big, a little too early. And is that a face on there? Maybe? Zoom in, right there? Sandman? I mean, why not, right? I mean, this would literally give us a villain from every other live action Spider-Man movie. Well, except for, you know, the other movies in this particular series, Homecoming and Far From Home. But like, I can't possibly imagine them doing Mysterio twice in a row. Not that I'd be upset with it, but Homecoming does end with them setting up a return of Vulture. But if my math is correct here, that would give us Doc Ock, Green Goblin, Electro, Sandman, Lizard, and Vulture which would give us six villains, which is a very significant number of villains as it pertains to the Spideyverse. Because in case you are unaware, Spider-Man has a very famous group of six adversaries known as the Sinister Six. The group does have different members depending on which version of the Spider-Man story it is, but most of the core members are featured here. And the Sinister Six is a team up event that people have been dying for out of the Spider-Man movies forever. In fact, I even think Sony was trying to set up this very idea during the Andrew Garfield series, where you can see the technology for each of these villains being designed in Oscorp. Either way, in just one movie, it would be incredibly difficult to introduce six villains all at once, but this is a really clever way to use all of the existing knowledge that us, the fans have to put it all in one place. But then moving on from that, the other huge implications of bringing villains from other Spidey verses is other Spideys. I mean, and not for nothing, but Into the Spider-Verse was one of the wackiest, but best executed Spider-Man movies of all time. And people absolutely loved it. You're, You're like me. Which personally I think is fantastic proof of concept for how much people want exactly this thing. And while we haven't seen a glimpse of either Tobey Maguire or Andrew Garfield in the trailer so far, I do think there is a small hint in this trailer to suggest they might be there. It's right here when Doc Ock says, Hello, Peter. Because in this particular case, how would he know that this Tom Holland Spider-Man is Peter Parker. Now, to be completely fair, we have no idea the context of this situation or when he's even saying it because of trailer editing. So it very well could be the case that he's just seeing Tom Holland in full Spider-Man garb and just knows that Spider-Man is Peter Parker. But also maybe he's seeing the actual Peter Parker that he does recognize, which in this case would be Tobey Maguire. Now, with all of that said, there is one character in this movie that might be throwing a wrench into literally everything else. And that is J. Jonah Jameson who, like many other characters in this movie, is going to be reprised by his former actor, J.K. Simmons. The difference here is that J. Jonah Jameson appears at the end of Far From Home, well before Doctor Strange's great big Spellamaroo. Spellamaroo, 
official title. If that is the case, then this J. Jonah Jameson at the end of Far From Home is just quite literally an entirely different J. Jonah Jameson from the one that we saw in the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man that has happened to look exactly the same, which I'm not entirely fussed over because J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson is like one of the most perfect casting calls ever. <laughs> But I also do recognize how this could potentially be confusing given all the other things involved with the story as it's developing. It's entirely possible that J. Jonah Jameson is just a Nexus being and he's literally the same person in every universe. I'd buy into that. I'm not entirely sure that J.K. Simmons in this universe that we live in isn't also J. Jonah Jameson. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Farmers insurance gets it. Am I right? <laughs> But guys, for my question of the day, what did you think of the trailer? Do you feel like there's going to be too much going on for it to even make sense? Do you think that Doctor Strange was acting strange? Let me know in the towel section down below. But guys, as always, thank you so much for watching. Be sure to like this video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. If you'd like to find out why J. Jonah Jameson hates Spider-Man so much, you can check out this video over here. But otherwise, until next time, Bye. Hey guys, just wanted to give you a heads up that the 10K read and run that we're doing with Fandom Forward is going to be moved from this Saturday, August 28th to October 2nd. Uh, that day we are going to be starting with a 8.30 a.m. stream where we can get everybody going, get excited. You can go off and run, walk, bike, hike, or read for 10,000 seconds, which is roughly two hours and 47 minutes. If you would like to check it out, you can do so by heading over to supercarlinbrothers.store where you can purchase a medal and be a part of the fun.